Hey guys, so this is the intro to the intro. Uh, we're releasing this episode a little bit early because we just want to make sure that it gets uploaded and whatever needs to happen so that it gets on Google Play and iTunes and all that stuff. Uh, we just want to make sure that it happens before the day we will normally be releasing, which is Tuesday. So uh, today's Friday, I think, the 15th. And we're going to have our, I'm going to try and upload it today, right now. Uh, it's it's 7.52 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to try and do that. And if it works fine, then that'll just be the episode. And uh, we'll release the next one on, what, 15th, 18th, the 19th. We'll release episode two. And then every Tuesday from there on out. So, that's what it's all about. It's the hokey pokey. Deal with it. Alright, here's episode one. The real intro. Okay, P.S. I forgot about this. Uh, after I finished recording the intro to the intro, episode one, the audio quality is going to not be great. So, I'm sorry. But I promise it gets better. We worked on it. We figured it out. We made it better. So, if you can get through this... I promise it's all going to sound like what you're hearing right now. Oh, yeah. Super sweet. Love it. Love you. Okay, bye. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the first episode of The Untrained Eye. That's right. Welcoming you back. My name's DJ. I'm going to do this podcast with my wife, Beth, and uh, I'm really excited about it. I'm excited for you guys to hear it. Uh, We've recorded a bunch and I've kind of realized that, I've kind of started to realize that we can record a million times, which I'm sure everyone that does a podcast knows. You can record a million times and you're never going to feel ready because I'm pretty sure that this podcast that you're about to hear is not ready. I can guarantee that you're going to listen to it and there's going to be a lot of yikes moments. There's going to be a lot of, uh, good God, these two are terrible, but, uh, I think the only way for us to get any better is to just keep doing it and keep releasing. And then, you know, maybe one day, a year from now, uh, we can look back and see how far we've come. Uh, hopefully we will have made any progression at all. I don't see how we couldn't. I mean, we made it this far. We're adults and we're still alive and we can afford microphones. So that's the one thing that we have uh, in our working in our favor. So one thing I will say uh, is that I hope all of you are lucky enough to be able to do something that you love to do uh, and that you are able to do it with somebody that you love as well because I cannot tell you how great it is like I just said that I don't know that we're necessarily ready for this uh, or that the the first few are going to be any good but it was very it warmed my heart when we were done we only our first episode we recorded was only about 30 minutes and it was like 9 30 or something at night and we you know no one had eaten yet and uh We pretty much finished, wrapped up the episode. I stopped it, and as soon as I did, I was like, okay, uh, we'll, you know, we'll record more tomorrow. We'll go and eat now. And Beth immediately was like, ah, I just want to keep recording. I want to record more. 
And I was like, well, if you want to uh, record more, I was like, we can start right now. Do you want to eat first? And she was like, let's just let's just go and we'll just do 30 more minutes and uh, we'll just see how that goes. And we ended up recording for another hour and a half. Like We didn't get done until 1045 or 11 o'clock at night. And we still had to go to work the next day. And uh, it was just really great because, you know, I have a lot of passion for this. I have for a lot of years. And uh, she has just recently become a podcast fan and, you know, fanatic, I would say, because as soon as she started listening a couple months ago, she was like, we need to do this. We need to do a podcast. It's going to be great. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, the majority of what we talk about now is like what we're going to do next. So, you know, what kind of topics we want to talk about, how serious or funny we want to try and be. So I don't know. It makes me feel good that, uh, she loves this medium as much as I do. So, uh, I guess without further ado, oh, you know what? I will say this. If you've made it this far through this rambling of someone who you, don't know or you probably do know because you're the reason I'm getting a download right now uh, you can follow us at on Twitter and Instagram those are really the two important ones right now I guess uh, at at untrained iPod uh, and that's it's the same for both um, there's not a lot of stuff on Twitter just a couple things on Instagram but I definitely would appreciate the follow uh, and if you have any topic ideas that you want us to talk about you can email us at uh, untrainedipod at gmail.com and without further ado here is the show episode one I think we should just start out just like, hey, how's it going? How was your day? Good? Yeah, mine too. <laughs> yeah. Except mine wasn't good. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's just funny because it's like, how do you, you know, the first couple episodes, you could be like, I don't know how to start. How do you start an episode? Uh, and I have no idea because this, like, we have these, or I wrote down some topics, but like, I don't want to be like, Okay, topic one, stuff. Let's yeah. talk about it. Well, you could just be like, hey, uh, what do you think about this? Like, I saw this today. Like, what do you think about it? Let me tell you. Let me tell you about it. Hey, let me tell you about a story I know. <laughs> <laughs> My brain's not connecting. It's a Ray Charles reference, uh, almost. Uh, He's my baby. I know I so. Anyhow. Uh, so I've decided that some people should not own dogs, uh, because they don't know how to own dogs right. They think that they're, like, being nice to these dogs, but instead they are inflicting terror onto me and onto you and onto those dogs. Mm, I... You might think you're not gonna like this, but here's what happened. Somebody had a service dog in Tampa International Airport, mm -hmm. and they decided that uh, it didn't matter what shape this dog was in. They needed to come to Tampa International Airport and be their service dog. 
And that resulted in this dog going into labor and having eight puppies uh, just Aww. in the airport. Like, why did this person do this? Like, did they, the, the only, I read the whole article. If they didn't know, they, they didn't say if they knew the dog was pregnant beforehand. But how can they not know? It's not like dogs look exactly the same. Like, once they get pregnant, like, their boobies start getting all pumped up and they, like, you can tell a dog is pregnant. Yeah, and it, it Especially was... Especially if it's about to have the litter. It was a Labrador, so it's like, I imagine it looks like any dog. Like, it's, I don't know if there's a historically fat-looking dog, but I don't imagine labs are, you know, I don't think of them as looking fat. And I would imagine you would know, especially since it had eight dogs inside of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it seems like they're starting to crack down on, like, actual service dogs or not. Like, people were, like, starting to take advantage of it because they're like, oh, I want to take my dog with me to the grocery store or places that dogs shouldn't be. I want them to sit right next to me at the movies and bark every time a dog comes on the screen. Yeah, and I don't want to have to pay for an extra seat either. Yeah, I need this dog with me at all times. It's my therapy dog. But he does need his own seat. Yeah, (laughs) and don't touch his popcorn. Um, (laughs) But, like, it seemed like people were starting to get ridiculous with it, and now they're starting to uh, tighten the belt on, like, which dogs can be actually considered service dogs but like if you think your dog is about to have puppies then don't take it on an airplane that's awful well yeah i I, you know it's funny i didn't even think of that i was just thinking of the fact that they brought it to the airport i was it didn't even connect to me that they're like yeah you what do you do at the airport you get on a plane and fly away like they were gonna take this pregnant dog so this dog was from tampa or I don't know. Like, the story was just vague enough that it was like, this person ended up with their service dog at Tampa International. And and six more service dogs. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to need them to fly all next to me. (laughs) Like, it just doesn't... I just don't understand. Like, flying is stressful for humans. And, like, I would imagine that it's super stressful for dogs that are not pregnant. But then to put them in that kind of situation, like... You're a jerk. Yeah, I totally agree. I don't. I just don't understand people's. Yeah, there's no reason at all for you to take a pregnant dog with you on a plane ride. Like you can, if you're just leaving town for the weekend, board the dog, have a sitter take care of them. Like there's no reason that that's okay for you to just disregard that the dog is in a uh, a family way. You wouldn't do that with a cat. There is no possible way that you would be like, I'm going to put this cat, you know, where animals go underneath the plane and it's pregnant and hope it doesn't freeze in the midst of having uh, birth. Yeah, it's my service cat. I can't go anywhere without this cat. All right. Seamless. No one even knew it happened. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So service cats. Who cares about them? Uh, What would be the most fun service animal? Like a sugar glider that you can just keep in your pocket? You think they'd let you do that? Probably not. Why not? Like, I would get, like, a raccoon, so it would, like, go around with steel shiny things for me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, look over there. You'd be like, isn't he so cute? Just yeah. hold him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, he's grabbing your necklace like a people. He's just reaching into your pocket. I mean, <laughs> what's the problem? <laughs> yeah. 
Just hold him. He's cute. Oh, you don't like him? If I put a little hat on him, would that be okay? Like oh, yeah. Little... Like maybe one of those little monkeys. That's exactly what I was talking about. Yeah, those can be thieves also. But I feel bad for those. Like, I hate that, actually. Like, uh, one, you're using that monkey. Like, you're already exploiting him by, like, making him do little tricks and stuff. But you're also putting him in clothes. Like, release him into the wild. Like, that's not... Monkeys are not here for our, like, pleasure of exploiting them. They're wild creatures that deserve to be free. Exploitation is, like, the freaking tip of the iceberg because the you're about to go into something sad like uh, all i'll say is is that there is it's not it's not fun how they get like monkeys don't naturally take their hat off and hold it to you to get coins uh it's just not it's not a fun process to go from normal monkey to monkey that's like salutes you and is like hey i like to wear this little bellhop outfit so, yeah, no, it's horrifying. I imagine that's why it doesn't happen anymore. Cause, yeah. Or at least, but, I'm sure it happens, but it does. it's not so common. You can't just go out to a your local boardwalk and, uh, I don't know, what do they call those things? Shine boxes? I'll get you shine box. No, there's, like, little... Don't the guys with the monkeys, didn't they have, like, a, a little box with, like, a little... Almost like a jack-in-the-box wind-up thing where they would, like, play music or something? Yeah, that seems right. Or maybe they just played those stupid... What are those called? Those, like, accordions? Oh, that seems right, too. I don't know. But I just wish people would leave animals alone. Like, the only time I think people should interfere with them is if they're, like, hurt. uh, And then they should release them. Like, I don't think they should have them in uh, zoos or cages. Like domesticated animals are a little bit different like dogs and cats because I like those types of animals seem like they're safer in homes when the people are good but like I I hate zoos yeah it's super weird because we live close to you know a big zoo bush gardens and uh that's a super weird like we you know it's funny because I always think of bush gardens as a zoo but we also have Lowry Park Zoo that, like, I've only been to, like, maybe twice when I was a kid. Yeah, And uh, I'm sure that that place, you know, even if it is a good zoo, like, it's still animal jail. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're like, oh, wow, it's so fun. Like, you wouldn't do, you would never do that to a person. You wouldn't be like, no, 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 you're not in jail. You didn't do anything wrong. There's just not a lot of you left. Yeah. So we we're going to need to keep you here. So we can look at you <laughs> until you're gone. Well, and we did do that for a little bit. Didn't we hear a dollop on that where they were like, a black person. What a novel idea. Let's keep it in a cage in a zoo. Is that the one where it was like a wild guy or whatever? Yeah. It was just a person that looked different, so they like caged him and put him on display. Yeah, we're super weird. Like people? Is that what you mean? Yep. Yeah. We just see things and we are like... Yeah, well, how can I make a book? <laughs> this seems like a great idea. Who cares if this person's hurting inside? Yeah. Or on the outside, even, either. It's not a person. It's just a thing that I need to make money off of. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just can't handle that. Like, especially when people are mean to animals. Like, certain ones really, like, pull up my heartstrings, I would say. Like, any kind of monkeys. 
because they're so close to us. Like, I don't see how anyone could... Like, I don't know how people treat other humans awfully, but then, like, treating monkeys awfully also, like, that really, like, makes me want to cry. Also, elephants, like... Like, they could crush you, but there's something about them that lets people tame them. um, And they take advantage of that and, like, treat them awfully. And I just, I don't know. I just, I hate that. It's weird because you think it would be enough that we can and do kill them. Like, I'm okay with the killing part if we're eating them or, you know, making good use of it and not just killing it just to kill it. And not suffering. Like, I don't think you should, like, torture it until it's dead. Yeah, well, like you saw, dude, well, how about on Instagram the other day when I showed you uh, Cameron Haynes, uh, he killed that nine-foot bear with an arrow. Yeah, oh my god. One arrow and dropped that thing. That bear paw was huge. Good god. But, I mean, that, you know, you hear hunters talk and... Their goal is not to make an animal suffer. They practice their their craft or their art, uh, which is shooting, whether it's a bow or a gun or whatever. They do that uh, so that they can have a shot like Cameron Haynes had and, you know, d- drop a bear with one arrow. Like, that's... I, I don't know. Like, there's no... I, I don't know. I don't know how to yeah. explain. Like, it's just... Oh, my point was, is, like, it's not enough that we kill them, kill animals for whatever, you know, purpose we have decided that we're going to kill them, but we're like, that's not enough. You're not humiliated enough. We need to go ahead and break you and put you on display for everyone. Uh, just so everyone else knows, we own you. You don't understand what that means, but I do. I'm the ringmaster tonight. Yeah. You'll see spills and chills. I don't think they say that. Uh. They probably did. But, like, I am glad that the circus is over. Like, this lady that works with me was like, oh, but I love seeing the animals. All right, read a book, idiot. Yeah. Like, them being on a train, like, going from town to town is not their natural habitat. Like, like it seems sad for something like an institution that we've all grown up with the circus. Like it's always been there. People it's been build as joy. We're like, Oh, we're going to the circus. It's yeah. going to be crazy clowns. It's amazing. Like <laughs> you're going to see stuff that you don't see animals from distant lands that are, um, exotic, but like, they're not supposed to be there. Like, you're not supposed to be taking them from town to town to show people so they could throw popcorn at them. Again, like, uh, the only the only time we're okay with doing that to people uh, is if they are the sideshow circus freak people. Look, yeah. The look difference. Uh, but if you treated any animal the way... Even the way you treated... The, the best way you could treat an animal in captivity... Uh, if you tried to treat a person like that that hadn't committed a crime, uh, there would be uproar. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it's sad that something that old is ending because it's, uh, like, it's from a different time. But, like, I'm not sad that those animals won't be 
traveling with them anymore. Yeah, well, it's just about, like, you know, what you knew at the time. Because when you're a kid, like, your parents, whether they knew it or not, like, they're not going to be like, hey, uh, I know you're really excited about going to see this stuff, but, boy, it's sheer terror for them every moment of the day, and there's nothing you can do about it. Like, you just couldn't know. You just couldn't know. So. Yeah, but we know now. And good day. <laughs> yeah, but the greatest showman, our friend Hugh Jackson was in there, and he was like, yeah. eh, it's me. Yeah, but we don't, like, do you even know what that's about? Because I've only seen, like, the cover of the the video. I don't... It's a terrible musical that... I mean, you don't know if it's terrible. You haven't seen it. You don't know. I know. <laughs> I mean, Hugh Jackman's a good singer. I will say the guys from the Flop House had a good point about uh, about this, the Flop House podcast, that they, uh, who was Elliot Kalin, he said, he's like, there has, hasn't been a, uh, since I think like Moulin Rouge, he said, there hasn't been like an original uh, musical that has gone to screen like this, you know, in yeah, since Moulin Rouge. So... I don't know. Like, in that sense, I guess it's cool. Uh, on the other hand, I am referencing what Elliot Kalin on the Flophouse podcast said because they uh, did their movie review on that and they only do like bad or failed movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's really and funny. He, but I mean, he is like a huge, they're all musical fans and they were all like, gooey. <laughs> Like, I think I may have reached my musical limit, like, movie-wise. I don't know if it's my age. Maybe I'm, like, slowly, like, reaching my maximum capacity of, like, learning new songs. But, like, <laughs> like movies where they sing songs I already know, like, sometimes I'm okay with that. Because I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, uh, what is that one movie? Um, we just saw the third one. Uh, Pitch Perfect. Yeah, like they like sing acapella songs that are the same as like we already know. So it's it's not like my brain has to learn something new or absorb anything. I'm like, oh yeah, I already know this, and they're doing a pretty good job. But like whenever it's like original songs, sometimes that gets on my nerves. If it's not like catchy right away, I'm like, when? How long until the next scene? Well, I think like it's. It's weird because I don't think any of us as moviegoers now, like, I think we've been treated so well uh, with, like, we've had, the quality has gone up so much, like, even just in the past 10 years, that, like, I was reading the other day uh, about that new Solo movie, like, it's it said, uh, what was it, the article said, uh, uh, the the slow box office was a sign of Star Wars fatigue. And I disagree wholeheartedly because it's not Star Wars fatigue. It's, uh, it's, there's no stakes in a Han Solo prequel movie because do you know who's definitely going to make it? Your two favorites, Han Solo and Chewbacca. <laughs> Uh, Chewbacca and, is my favorite, by the way. Yeah, and oh, and also Lando. Okay, the oh, other yeah. he has to make it to Billy D. Williams's age. Yeah, and, and so like, and that's the thing. We already know how Han Solo dies. Spoiler alert: uh, he gets stabbed by his son on a bridge, and then falls into infinity. 
Well, maybe he's not dead. Yeah, well, the infinity that he fell into then exploded because it was oh, Starkiller okay. Base. Uh, so, But it was like, remember the other day we were talking but about... I bet someone flew down and picked him up. <laughs> it was Princess Leia. She was like, ah, oh, I got exploded. And then she was like, no, I'm going to use the Force to fly to this door. But first, <laughs> I'm going to go save my old ex. Yeah. No, but it's like we were talking, like, part of the reason why Gotham, the TV show, was no good, in my opinion, is like, okay, well, uh, all these bad guys you're showing, we know they're not going to jail, we know they're not (laughs) going to die, we know that young 14-year-old Bruce Wayne is going to make it to be Batman, he's going to make it to be old Batman, because we all know know that Batman Beyond exists, so he's going to make it to an old, old man. No one is in danger ever, 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 ever. And anyone that they introduce that's new, you're like, oh, as long as you're not terrible, like what, Fish Mooney. Okay, well, we know you don't exist past this show. So all Batman... Was that an original character to that show? Or was there a real Fish Mooney in the comics? I think that that was original to that show. Uh, And that was a good character. But like we know as far as once... Once Bruce Wayne grows up and becomes Batman, Fish Mooney has pretty much nothing to do with anything. So the most that they can do with her is be like, and she passed on the torch to Harley Quinn. Is oh, Harley no. Quinn on that show now? I don't know. I don't know either. I'm just saying, like, stopped watching it. Because, and then remember, I told you they're thinking of making an Alfred spinoff. With a younger Alfred and then Thomas Wayne, Bruce Wayne's dad, in London. Mm. Why? Again, we know Thomas Wayne's whole arc. He is going to die in an alley after he sees a movie. <laughs> yeah. Preferably Zorro. And his, Why Zorro? Because that's the movie. That, I think that is the movie that they go and see. Or the Lone, Ra- it's the Lone Ranger or Zorro. It's someone where they wear a mask. And then you, later you can go, oh, mask. Bruce Wayne also wears a mask later. Uh, I don't know. It's ridiculous. It's rid- it's just ridiculous that they would be like, "This is Star Wars fatigue." Like, do you even realize what movie you're saying it about? Well, and they're kind of oversaturating the market, but because it seems like now they're trying to release a new film every year. No, and they are, but it feels like it's not movies that anyone wants. Like, people have been, the movie that people have been clamoring for since forever, it seems like, is an Obi Wan movie. Like, they want to see what happened in between uh, episode three and episode four because he was just, like, people knew that he existed on Tatooine. Like, it. Luke knew that he existed. He was like, oh, maybe he means crazy old Ben. And Uncle Owen's like, oh, he's just a crazy old codger or whatever. Like, he, he's not even hiding. Like, they know who he is. Luke yeah. knows who he is. Uh, so there's there's got to be some story there. But they're like, no, we need to find... We have a Ewan McGregor, but instead... Let's take someone who doesn't look anything like Han Solo or uh, Harrison Ford and make him a Han Solo, and and there you go. Yeah, maybe they should have a Jar Jar Binks movie. They should have just had a Lando movie. <laughs> they should have just skipped right over Solo and made Lando and been like, "Yeah, hi, it's yeah. me." 
Another movie I think they should make is uh, a Sulu movie. <laughs> He's the star of the show. He is the star of the show. Uh, like, what an interesting character, though, that he has, like, turned out to be George Takai. Like, some of the stuff he, like, posts on Facebook or other social media outlets are, like, like super entertaining, I think. And, like... Oh, my inducing... Oh my! <laughs> Does he say that on Star Trek? Uh, I don't know, or but is I'm that gonna... just something funny that like goes along with him now. It's like a not a stereotype, but um. I'm gonna just say yes. He did say that on the show. I have oh no my. idea. <laughs> I have no idea if he did, but I'm gonna say he did. Yeah. Like, do you think they're gonna make any more Star uh, Trek movies? You know, I uh, I. I knew in my heart that the Tarantino Star Trek movie was never going to happen, but I think it was like, that a possibility. Boy, it was like I it can't was, imagine him doing something that like it was going to be they commercial. were commercial. Well, that's the thing is they were gonna they were theoretically going to let him do what he wanted, and he was going to like do. I, there was this episode that I think he was going to make a movie of called, like, Split Dimensions or Shattered Dimensions or something like that, where they all had, like, dark uh, versions of themselves. So he was going to do, like, basically just the dark Star Trek sh- movie. And uh, it could have been amazing. I don't care. Like, people, oh, Quentin Tarantino, he's whatever. He's, you know, he's a one-trick pony. He just knows how to do one thing. But he yeah. knows how to do that, like, Better than anyone else, if that's the case. Like, and Star Trek is the perfect venue for like, uh, long, intricate conversations, uh, interspersed with you know crazy, just violence. high intense <laughs> violence and action. Yeah, I mean that's th- that is the perfect backdrop for him. It it just couldn't be better, and they're like, no. Nah. Yeah. Like, I really love his movies, because a lot of them are, like, very female-friendly, like, girl power-type messages, like Kill Bill. I mean, come on. Like. So, I guess you did not, oh, I didn't turn the internet on. So, I guess you did not hear the news of him, uh, like, I guess, what's-her-face, what is her face? Uma Thurman? Came out and was like... Uh, yeah, I didn't want to do this scene with this car because it was very dangerous and there was not, like, proper safety or whatever. And she, like, they filmed this scene with her, like, wrecking in this car and she, like, hurt herself. Like, she got really hurt. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. But, like, like, that movie and also Jackie Brown, like, I feel like that was a, like, in the end she won. Um, also Max Cherry, very <laughs> handsome. How dare you? Uh, I can't help it. It's Max Cherry. Um, so him and, uh, Robert Forrester, that's his real name, by the way. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, um, that movie and also, uh, Death Proof, like, that's one of my absolute favorites. Like, Kurt Russell did an amazing job as, like, stuntman, like. Now that was fun. Yeah, like, that's my favorite line from that. And also, when those guys are, like, making fun of him, 
for eating the nachos and you're like, oh, Smokey and the Bear. <laughs> Smokey and the Bandit? <laughs> Is that, no, BJ and the Bear. That's BJ what it was. I've never seen Me or... neither, but like I know it's like an old 80s TV show that's like outdated. <laughs> it's a man and a bear. <laughs> but those freaking nachos he was eating, didn't those look good? I mean, that changed our perception of nachos for a couple years where we were like, in search of the perfect nachos for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Man, they look Which, good. shockingly, I feel like we, the only place we really found them <laughs> once was Denny's. Yeah. Which, that was crazy. I don't know if Denny's is like a na- nationwide thing or if it's like a, you know, a, a checkers rallies situation. But uh, Denny's is like, a, I guess like a... It's, I was going to say it's like Waffle House, but no, it's like uh, International House of Pancakes or Village Inn or... Like, Denny seems like it wants to be fancy, but it's really a greasy spoon. It's like a low-rent Cracker Barrel, even though Cracker Barrel, in my opinion, is garbage food for garbage <laughs> people. <laughs> uh, I disagree. Like, I kind of like country-style cooking. So you like food that's just they found on the floor, and we're like... Come down here to the Cracker Barrel. Did they fry it? Get all the fried floor food you can eat. Did they put biscuits and gravy with it? Yeah, we'll get you some of the chipped ham. <laughs> what is that? I'm not going to say it because it's the... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's but hilarious. It's, uh, poop on a shingle. <laughs> Not sure why they call it that. Yeah, biscuits, biscuits and gravy. By the way, it's not. I don't understand any of it. Uh, <laughs> um, but what were we talking about? Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino making a Star Trek movie and how great it would have been. Yeah. Well, we were talking about um, that one movie with Kurt Russell. Oh, uh, Death Proof. Death Proof. Yeah, and at the end of that movie, all those girls, like... Beat the bejesus yeah, out of him. again, like, girls win. <laughs> but do they? Yeah, I mean, do there was win- that really graphic scene where that girl's leg gets cut off. Yeah. Yeah, she didn't win. Not one bit. Yeah. But, I mean... Yeah, he has a lot of great dialogue, and just... Uh, the entertainment factor, I feel like, is very high. So, the other thing that I didn't uh, anticipate was not knowing how to end an episode either. To just be like, now it's time to say goodbye to all of our family. I think it's company. (laughs) Maybe it's family. I don't know. T-H-E-E real soon. U-N-T-R-A-I-N-E-D. D. Because we love you. I had to think about that. There was a lot of letters in there, but... I am, I think, 100% cutting all of that out. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know how you end a thing. Like, because, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, we could do, like, Bert knows and check the time. <laughs> and be like, alright guys, I mean, yeah, I'm way over time. I gotta go. Yeah, so we'll do that and be like, hey, it's freaking, it's getting late out here and uh, we still need to cook dinner and eat food. Sun's getting low. Yeah, (laughs) good God. Okay, by the way, I just heard a review of someone who was like not in love with the whole Deadpool 2 movie because of like 
whatever. And they're like, oh, they fridged uh, what's-her-face and they uh, they didn't let Wade be... Where you like, they killed her right up front and were like... Oh, his lady? Yeah, they the, made her the motivation for the whole sh- movie. Uh, and like, what... It's not called Deadpool and his girlfriend, the movie. It's called Deadpool 2. Like, relax. It's a freaking... It's supposed to be the irreverent... Irreverent of all of these movies. Like, all these... All these... uh, All of these comic book movies, even the most lighthearted ones, uh, take themselves pretty seriously. Right. And Deadpool does not... Like, resoundingly does not do that. And to everyone who is like... I just couldn't enjoy that movie because uh, his motivations were wrong because you shouldn't kill the lady and make her that she's more than just the shut up, relax, watch a movie. If you expected some kind of like high, uh, what's the word? Some like high idea. That's wrong. What's the word I'm thinking of? I don't know. I don't know. I don't if, know where you're going with it. If your expectations were through the roof for a Deadpool movie, get so is life. that what you're trying to say? High expectations. High expectations. I had. But I feel like he delivered on anything. Like if you're going to Deadpool two, you kind of know what you're like going to be seeing. Like Ryan Reynolds being a smartass and like. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds just Ryan Reynoldsing about and uh, doing his his thing. Yeah, like messing some things up, like just being funny and like. The relationship between him and his lady is epic. Like, that's one of the things I love about that movie because they are so right for each other. Even after he's, like, burnt up and hideous, you still, like, catch me, Red. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, like, that was one of my favorite parts of the movie, their romance. And, I mean, maybe that wasn't the right motivation for him, but, I mean, like, what else would it be? And they brought her back at the end. He had that time machine. <laughs> yeah, and I will say, too, uh, the one idea that I liked that that podcast had that I heard about them. Uh, well, I just said that. Very weird. The podcast I was listening to that said they didn't like how that movie went, uh, their idea for a Deadpool 3 movie I thought was really good was like, they just cut to like Deadpool and her already have a kid mm-hmm. and the kid's like seven or eight years old and they just have like a, it's me, son of Deadpool. <laughs> uh, uh, but like in a funny way, like, I don't know, like, like a spinoff with the kid. No, 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 no. Like just the kid, like, I don't know. Like he had a good rapport with that. Uh, I wouldn't say rapport. What's the word? I'm really failing at words. I think I'm going to cut all of this out. I don't like any part of what I've said. <laughs> well, but what was your point, though? Maybe I'll just leave silences. You'll, you'll say that. What was your point, though? Silence for 15 seconds. Yeah, well, that'll give us a huge following. Yeah, that'll give us a huge following. That'll <laughs> be the next thing. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've sputtered out. I'm sorry. Okay. I think this is over. All right, we'll play it back then. All right. See you next time.